Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. We're back with you, back talking about new metal as we always do. And this week, we're back with the boys, the boys that started it all. Let's be real. They started it all. We're back with Corn. We're talking about Corn's sixth album, number six. Take a look in the mirror. We talk all about this record. We're going to talk about these songs, of course. We're going to talk about the band members, of course. We're going to talk about some music videos that are mind bending, truly. And um, we're just going to talk. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk all about it. And we're, we might we might talk about some strings too. So be ready for that. But before we do, we've got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? More importantly, Matt Jenny. Who's back? Who's back? Well, I'll tell you who's back. System of a Down. System of a Down have returned 15 years in two new songs. Matt, we go to you. Buddy, I saw this. I went to their band. So here was the biggest part of it is that it wasn't just a casual release for them. It seems that they their homeland's in trouble. Armenia, uh, and I cannot... I don't believe I, I haven't found the correct uh, pronunciation of the city in particular or the state city state. I don't know exactly how Armenia works. I'm sorry, but they have a whole statement that's basically like we're coming together first time in 15 years because we got to write these songs because we're giving all the money we make to our homeland. I gave them five dollars through Bandcamp. I, you know, I got to do what I got to do. First off, first off, we got two songs. Two songs. Yeah. Lauren, hit me with those titles. These song titles. Okay, so both of neither <laughs> of us headed up. Like, I have it. I have it. I have it. The song titles are Protect the Land and Genocidal Humanoids. So Protect the Land is very much in the Ariel's anthem-esque system of a down type song. Yes. Very, very anthemic. Very good. Definitely not top tier system of a down, but still lets you know, like, all right, they can still do the damn thing. And then I hear the second song. Oh. Baby, I'm excited from the jump. <laughs> I hear, <laughs> I got to play a little bit of it. Just a taste. Just, 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 just a taste. Just a taste of this because, guys, it tastes so good. <laughs> it just tastes. It just tastes so. It good. just tastes so good. This is genocidal humanoids, and I was. It's two minutes thirty four seconds, and I was living for it. Here we go.
It's like they never went away. Um, Artsakh, I believe. Uh, again, I am not Armenian. I apologize if I mispronounced that. Um, but yeah, aid for Artsakh is what they're trying to get money for. I thought both songs were great. I was getting ready for bed, and I decided to just take a quick glance at the internet because there's a lot going on. What are you and talking I, about, buddy? There's a lot going on. That's all I'm going to say. There's a lot going on. We are recording on Friday, November 6th, by the way. Yes. By the time this gets to you, who fucking knows? Who fucking, who fucking knows? knows? Who fucking knows? <laughs> Truly. Bro, all I hope is that you're okay. That's, That's right. all I, I'm hoping, that, that you're all right. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're a listener from outside the U.S., we know how fucked this is, and I just want you to. And I'm going to let within. you know, Roadrider slash Indigo Angel Abroad, we hope you're all right too. So yeah, so I'm 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 not even I'm not even thinking. I'll be honest with you, I think about new metal a lot. I was not even thinking about it. I was like, of all the things it. I was expecting, I wasn't expecting a song about Armenia. I was system of a down in 2020. I, I was like, oh my lord, what is happening here? Super excited. Of course, our DMs start blowing up because our roach riders need to go angels. They know. They know what's. They know. So I threw it up on the old Facebook, and we got some. These are breaking comments today. Some pretty good ones. Adam Amdor said the boys are back. Nick Fenton says after giving a couple of listens, I can say the boys done did it again. Sad it took the threat of genocide to make it happen. Protect the land is a beautiful tribute to those fighting to protect Armenians in the disputed area. Beautiful harmony in only the way SOAD can do. Genocidal humanoids musically is chef's kiss perfect. Lyrically, it's about what one should expect. So that was what was coming in initially. But as all things do, give time to the internet, get some people who say, you know what? Happy to see my boys are healthy and they're back, but I don't agree on the quality here. So, which I was surprised by this because I thought this was this was the stuff. So Alex, Alex Pozzello's rolled in. He says, am I the only one who thinks this is not good? I get that everyone loves system, but these aren't good system songs. And Mike Newton says, protests seem super boring. Could definitely tell it wasn't originally a system song, but I enjoy genocidal. Feel like a B-side off the first two albums. I just appreciate what we got, LOL. You know what? Respectful disagreement, right, Jenny? Oh, yeah. And uh, my favorite comment was from Gareth Davies, who said, love these guys. And from reading these lyrics, I'm pretty sure I'm going to love these songs when I get a chance to listen to them. Hashtag songmeanings.com. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love there it. There we go. Classic. Love it. Love Classic. It. Very good. So, that's right. So System of Down is back. Two new songs. Could it yield more? You know what? We'll see. This year, this year ain't done with us, baby. So who even knows? Uh, who, knows? who knows? But uh, you know what else we got to talk about, Jenny? We got to talk about who's emailing. Who's emailing? Who is? Well, I'll tell you who. Eric Carlson, subject, new metal album suggestions. Not an email I'd be afraid to open. Hey, Roach Coach, I'd like to suggest a couple of new metal albums for your podcast. The first album I want to suggest is Bull Sized by Headplate. Headplate is a new metal band from Gothenburg, Sweden, and their music style to me is similar to Korn. Their vocals also sound like a mix between Jonathan Davis and Fred Durst. Some of my favorite songs from this album are Feel Like Porn, Bull Sized, and Sleepy. 
Since you've already covered Downset's previous album, Do We Speak a Dead Language, I thought it would be appropriate that you cover their next album, Check Your People. This album has a more new metal sound than their previous album, and some of my favorites are Together and Pure Trauma. My final album suggestion is Revolution by Insolence. Insolence is from San Jose, California, and I would describe Revolution as a combination of rap and new metal, which also has influences from reggae. To me, Insolence is very similar to POD, but with a slightly more aggressive tone. Hope you enjoy Eric Carlson. Yeah, baby. Thank, Thank you, Eric. You. Thank you, Eric. Uh, lots of good suggestions there. Um, do we want to hear a little bit of Headplate? We should, right? Okay. Which Which of these songs, Jenny, do you do you want to hear? Feel like porn, bull sized, or sleepy? Well, why even try to not be obvious? Feel like porn is the one, right? All right, that's the one. Okay, here we go. This is Headplate with Feel Like Porn. That feels pretty new. Oh yeah. I'm watching this video, and you'll <laughs> never fucking guess what my man is in. But maybe he's a little bit crazy. Is he in oh, a straight jacket? He sure is, Jenny. Thank <laughs> God. Wow. And, oh, not only is he in a straight jacket, but Jenny, he is inside of something. A padded cell? Close. A birdcage uh, of sorts. <laughs> A He's in bird. a cage. Oh, it's like a bird cage. <laughs> well, that's a left turn. <laughs> that's a real left turn. Wow. Well, um, I wasn't so sure about those verses, but that chorus, baby. That brought me in. Brought yeah, me I definitely want to listen to it. It does sound like if your friend was like, oh, my dude Dave does an amazing Fred Durst impression. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. And then the guy does it, and it's like pretty good. And, but you gotta be like, wow. <laughs> it, it sounded like a little, it, it just sounded like Fred Durst adjacent. So I definitely hear the vocal comparison that Eric made there. Uh, thank you, Eric. Well, you know what? We're gonna throw, we're gonna throw head plate over on the long list. Thank you. Uh, Austin counts, send an email subject line. How would you feel about some new pop punk, new pop punk? He says, Hey guys, just writing in because I just finished your little Nikki episode. It was another great episode per usual. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
and it is it was fresh in mind, but one song that was used in the movie but not on the soundtrack was Now or Never by the band Zebrahead. It plays briefly when the metalheads meet Nikki and John Witherspoon's character steals Nikki's stuff and runs off. I'm not sure if they've ever been suggested or how well they would really fit. They are a pop punk band, but also have a guy who raps. They are more on the rap rock or rap core side of things, but their first proper album does have the new metal tag on Wikipedia. I think their most popular song, Check, really showcases what kind of sound they had I as well as I Am. Maybe you'll give them a shot. It could hopefully be a fun listen. I used to really like Zebrahead, but completely stopped listening after two or three albums. But there are a couple early songs I still think are pretty fun. Austin. Thank you, Austin. Zebrahead is a name I have not heard in many a moon. In years. <laughs> yeah. I thought, yeah, Zebrahead. I thought they were ska for some reason. Yeah, I thought they were ska too. And I recall in my uh, in my Napster um, LimeWire days having a couple tracks. I feel like they had a song called like "Get Back," but yeah, I definitely in my head imagine them in the same vein as like a, a real big fish. Well, they're saying that Check was on Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. So if that's true, I have definitely heard it. I want to just hear it for a second because I can't, I, I cannot mean, place this band. I mean, check. I don't know the song. I definitely don't know the song. Check. So let's let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, I, I know this, this song. I know yep. this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, this is a it's a real X Games soundtrack vibe. Yeah, that is that's a that's a trip back. Wow, Zebrahead. Well, let me let me go to the long list we were just talking about before we started recording. The long list currently, for those keeping track at home, has two hundred and eight albums on it. Oh, scrolling down to the number. S- scrolling down to the bottom. Now this tells you we've been doing the show. Matt, as you pointed out before we start recording we've been doing the show a very long time to the point where i'm scrolling to the bottom of the long list to find that there are not one but two zebrahead albums on it and not oh only God. that but according to my setup that i have on this long list i own one <laughs> you know look of what co- you need of course you do what we need is all around us we just need to to know where to look for it and to be reminded. So thank you, Austin. Thank you, Austin. Um, yeah, on the long list currently is Waste of Mind and Playmate of the Year. And I, I have a physical copy of Waste of Mind, apparently. I have to look at my shelf because I did not realize. Wow. Playmate of the Year. That's a real titty watch vibe. That's right a titty there. watch vibe. You know what? I think now that I'm saying that one out loud, I think I've heard that song. But... I think in my memory, I'm I'm confusing it with um, who's that other uh, sort of pop punk band that had a really stupid name. Wait a minute, Lauren. I know. Lauren. I know. That's not helpful. That's story of the year. Uh, the story uh, of the year is uh, no bowling for soup. Oh, oh that's a pretty <laughs> dumb one. That's that's the bad one right there. 
You know, everyone always gives Limp Biscuit shit. I'm like, uh, bowling for soup, anybody? <laughs> Those guys, what a band meeting that was. Listen, we are not leaving this room until we, we get cannot, a band name. We cannot be called bowling for soup. And that was just the name we put down, so we had a name. It's a working title. Working title, but then, yeah, the, the there it is. Bowling bowling for soup. Yeah. So anyway. Don't ever write a name down. <laughs> we have more suggestions that we should talk about. Oh, we do. We do. I'm sorry. That's oh please don't apologize. I'm just looking at the list here. So Steve Dennis reached out and he says they offer the following rack. Rapping, check. Early Deftones esque riffs, check. Guitarist screaming occasionally over clean chorus, check. DJ scratches? Check. A moody boy. Check. White contacts and matching tracksuits. They dabble. Triple platinum? Check. In New Zealand. I present for your consideration Blind Spot, self-titled, 2003, New Zealand's biggest new metal band. And um, we got a link to a Blind Spot song called Suit, S-U-I-T. So this is us. So us is this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's been a long week. It has. Um, Matt, can we hear a little blind spot? I'm looking for it. So blind spot has two T's. See, that's what's going to make all the difference in the world. It is. Remember, Matt, there are a new metal band named blind spot. So immediately... You're- you got to throw some extra extra letters that don't necessarily make sense. Here we go. A little blind spot. Got those West Meadleys. Oh yeah, I'm I'm already very interested. Got it all, baby. Blind spot. Blind spot. All your negativity. (laughs) We gotta listen. We gotta listen. Look at all these great Rex. Uh, We got Rex on Rex on Rex. We got Rex. Let me tell you, blind spot. We see you. (laughs) You are seen. You are seen, and we are seeing you right onto the long list. Uh, If I, you know what, I'm gonna say it. The vibe in here is very hot. You're on the long list. You might just be added to the short list because, oh boy, I was I was excited with the West stuff, but that chorus, give me, give me that blind spot. Give me that blind spot. Truly a blind spot to us. It is. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Steve Dennis. Also, we got to talk about who's in those DMs. Who's sliding up in? 
Lewis. Damn, son, where you sliding up in these? <laughs> wow. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Oh, boy. Whoa. <laughs> That's what happens when you have the road to go to DMs. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we make it way more sexual than it needs to be. Hey, uh, and it's our right to do so. That's right. Uh, Hugo Fernandez said, hey, Roach Coach, how about a month of demo tapes from new metal bands? Some are a little too short, so if you choose to, you can bind two albums to a single episode. Just a thought. Thank you, Hugo. Hugo. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> you don't know what you're asking for if you say two albums in a single episode but that sounds super fun to do some demos yeah we've never really dabbled into the intro stuff i know some people have asked us about doing the original corn demo and i think there's a limp biscuit demo that's rolling around on the old interweb so maybe yeah maybe we do some demos check them out see what everybody was playing with when they started to get in the game see what people heard that made them go we gotta sign these guys we got to sign these guys. That's what they were saying. And, um, Jenny, we've got uh, a great thing. We got tagged on uh, the wonderful Mosher Mag's Instagram. We got tagged uh, on a list. It was taken from an issue of Kerrang. It was the letter of the week. This is from a right, the person who wrote in. Their name was Dean Wardell. And they wrote in a beginner's guide to new metal. 13 things you need to get into new metal how to become oh sorry how to become the next new metal sensation uh do you want to do you want to just read all 13 do you want to alternate how, how do you want to do these i whatever you want all right i'll i'll uh, let, let's alternate I'll do, I'll do one and yeah we'll go so these are 13 ways to become the next new metal sensation so write this down if you want to be the next slipknot Number one, tune your guitars down to at least C. No solos. Musical proficiency is not allowed. Number two, get an image. Boiler suits, red caps, kilts, straight jackets, and makeup are all popular. Three, write some songs. Make sure they sound like Corner Slipknot. You need about 12 for an album. Don't worry about B-sides. Rely on crap remixes. Four, make sure your singer has a gimmick. Been bullied at school? Good. Play the bagpipes? Nice. Been fucked over by everyone they ever met? Excellent. Had an eating disorder slash therapy slash self-harmed? Amazing. Five, recruit lots of members. You need four at least, but nine is better. Six, get a DJ to scratch over your tracks. Claim he's always been an integral part of the band. Seven, try to get a female bassist. Eight, get compared to Tool and the Deftones. <laughs> See, they need to take the out of there or else. Mm. Every new metal band does. Make sure you let the press know you're sick of all these derivative new metal bands and you're here to show them how it's done. Nine, cover a song from the 80s. This one is not optional, people. 10. Claim to be down with your fans. Declare the world is fucked up and that the revolution starts here, but never, never actually speak up about anything. 11. Get a cool logo and slogan, slap it on a black t-shirt, and charge 18 pounds for it. Make sure it's offensive. 12. 
Ask Ross Robinson to produce your first album. There you go. He'll declare it the most fucked up album he's ever recorded until the next one. And 13, claim Black Sabbath as your favorite band. Done. Good. You are now a crap new metal band. <laughs> I mean. That's a that's a, a long got him. But I think it's mad. That's a got him, right? That would be a got him. Uh, I, I got to say my favorite one is uh, number seven. Try to get a female basis. Not get one. Just try. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think that actually works. <laughs> we rarely, rarely see a woman in this landscape. Yeah, I was trying to think like that's Cold Chamber and that's it. Right? I, I can't think of anybody else the female basis off the top of my head who's new metal right because rob zombie is like the first thing that comes to my mind yeah yeah what yeah sean and white zombie and then i don't know the only other female basis i can think of off the top of my head is like is it kim deal and darcy and they're not new metal at all well so. i'm sure we'll we'll be informed we'll be we'll be we'll be informed of who we missed and i appreciate absolutely. that yeah absolutely and uh, finally, a segment we always love. Who's approving of us? Who's approving? Well, I'll tell you. A while back, we did a blood use episode, and we heard directly from the source. Uh, Kaya Tarsus says, thanks for the kind words, Guy. Appreciate it. And Chris Pritchard said, this was fucking hilarious. Loved it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, gentlemen, for a ripper of an album. It was our pleasure. And that's it for Who's Tweeting. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email with those racks. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. It is now time for the album of the week. Corn. take a look in the mirror. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on November 21st, 2003. That's a come down record, baby. Indeed, a come down record. Jenny, we'll start with you. We know your history with corn. Longtime listeners know their his- your history with corn, but what is your history with Take a Look in the Mirror? There is, I have no history with this record whatsoever. I've heard a couple of the songs on it. Um, but I think that's probably just been since doing this podcast and because we've seen them. So, yeah, no no real history here. How about you? So this record came out my senior year of college. And at this point, I was – I still bought it, but I remember being not as excited for it just because fall of 2003, Jay-Z Black Album. The Rapture Echoes, The Strokes Room on Fire, Speaker Box Love Below. Um, wow. Also, this is coming, I think, like a month or two after results may vary. And so, yeah, it was, yeah, Fall of 03 was a wild time. So I did pick this up. I don't think I got, you know, I think this is the one that. I knew it was coming out and then it just sort of was out and I couldn't believe it was already out. Like I felt like there was like no fanfare for it. It was very weird. Like it was one of those situations where I walked into the store and I was like, this is out now. 
and I bought it. Um, so yeah, so I have a physical copy here. Um, I got the deluxe edition because you know me, baby. Give me that deluxe. So I got it with the special bonus DVD, which don't you worry, Jenny and I watched this thing. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so yeah, so I've had this then. And I, I, I can say um, I have, I had, going into this, I had strong affection for two songs on it. But the rest of it was kind of, I, I felt like unstudied in my head. Like this was started to be the era when I was not, really immersing myself in corn so much anymore matt history take a look in the mirror well this will be the first time i'm hearing this record okay so matt fall 2003 you are 100 percent not even thinking about no this. no i'm not thinking about this i like that rapture record house of jealous Me lovers too. what a Me record god that fucking song rules to this day one of, one of the best songs of all time one greatest of use of cowbell take mm. that tremendous tremendous uh yeah so this record they drop in this thing just a year and change after uh untouchables very fast turnaround and according to the wikipedia they did this because they were like what happened what happened with untouchables it should have been the biggest song, album in the land and it wasn't quite so they regrouped and, and quickly made this record. And according to the band, Jonathan and Head have both ranked this album as their least favorite. Head did an interview in 2013. He says it's the worst record we did. Jonathan Davis, when ranking all of Korn's albums in 2015, said it was his least favorite. Very interesting. We'll get into that. This seems to be a bit... Of a back to basic situation, but you know what, Jenny, we gotta talk about it. Who's in corn on this album? On this album, now this is the last album for a long time that's gonna feature the original lineup. So, uh, familiar boys here. We got Jonathan Davis on vocals, bagpipes, and production. Head on guitars, Monkey on guitars, Fieldy on bass, and our boy David on drums. That's right. Yeah, the the last thing about that. This is the last time all these boys will be playing on a record together. Uh, this is the last record for Head until 2013, and David's got a few more before he che checks out. So going through these liner notes, it's a bit of a, a memory lane. They have pictures dating back all the way to the beginning of their careers with lots of uh, little notes. Uh, they have a picture here. This is the first time John wore a tracksuit, stole it from Fieldy. Um, they have pictures from their original photo suits. Um, they have a picture of the Winnebago that they first toured in with the note that it's a piece of shit and it later burned down. So, I mean, if you're a Corn fan, you want to just see the boys. I mean, there's a picture of them from very early on with the caption, Little Kids, and they do indeed look like little kids. They're all smiling. It is very sweet. They have pictures of all their uh, their backstage passes from all their various tours. And then you go to the, the very back, and you notice that because we're having a lot of fun, because this thing is is that they, they kind of look back on this record, and they're kind of like, ah, I didn't really come together. But it seems like they were trying to recapture that first album second album vibe with this and that extended to the names that they gave themselves for this record so jonathan davis is listed in the line of notes still as jonathan davis but everybody else well 
Taking some pseudonyms. We got some we got some silly names, and I hope you're ready because things are about to get real silly. On drums, it's Wally Ball Jacker. There he is. On guitars, it's James the Gorilla. Also on guitars, Sir Headley. And over on bass, Dog. Dog. Can't Dog. ever look at Fieldy the same. Fieldy's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough and tough to watch this bonus DVD, which again, a classic and staple move for this time. But just seeing Fieldy doing anything, I'm like, I feel like I'm on the, like, on eggshells. I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. <sighs> so. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, who's who produced this record? Uh, this was a joint effort between Jonathan Davis and Frank Filippetti. That's right. So this is the band self-producing themselves for the first time. Pretty big deal. Largely recorded in Jonathan Davis's home studio. Jenny, we got one genre tag. That's right. And it's just new metal. Wowie zowie. Wowie zowie. Well, you want to hear this? I do. I I just want to mention one other thing. This record... Uh, according, I'll just read the Wikipedia. It says the album continued Corn's lowering in sales, debuting at number nineteen and peaked at number nine with first week record sales of about one hundred seventy nine thousand, due to the release date being pushed up to a Friday with fewer sales than if it was released on the standard Tuesday. And it has since sold over one point two million copies in the U.S. and two million copies outside of the U.S. And Jonathan Davis has said. That the album was rushed due to the lower than expected sales of Untouchables, which had left the band in debt. Yikes. You hate to hear it. You hate to hear it. But what you don't hate to hear, well, we don't know yet, are these songs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's find out if you hate to hear it. Let's do it. Uh, The first track on this album is Right Now. just say it, you guys that's a hot open uh, that's a hot open it is indeed Jenny, start with you thoughts on right now 
I really like right now. This is definitely one of the songs that I knew from the record. I enjoy it. Really is a whole it's a whole mood, I guess, as the kids say. Apparently the concept of the song is, uh, according to Jonathan Davis, it's about basically me waking up pissed off at the world, hating everyone and everything around me. I think everyone's had one of those days where you wake up and you don't want to talk to no one and you're just pissed. I had one of those days and I wrote about it. I was venting out all of my frustrations toward everyone. A. I get it. Wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Forget it. Absolutely. It's done. It's done. You don't want to hear anything. This is this is right away. Looking at these lyrics, these are some of the most aggressive Jonathan Davis lyrics. I feel like in the past he's definitely had aggressive lyrics before obviously but these feel more visceral and i know that the criticism that they have for the record is the record is rushed but this does feel less studied less like 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 i believe he got out of bed he was mad he wrote this down and he was in the booth recording and that was it there wasn't a A lot of overthought yes and i think if anything there may be second guessing they're like i I could have been more i don't know nuanced or something but i don't know i think this is what this demands give me that visceral shit this is the way it's done i love this this is i think one of i think one of the best corn songs outright i think this is great and revisiting this record i was like this thing started and i was like yeah this is how it is what a way to kick up great kickoff you know when you go and talk about the great corn album kickoffs i mean blind this and i mean here to stay this i put this right up against them this is a hot one matt thoughts on right now that's a hot one that's a hot open this is that version of corn that i'm a fan of you know they still have that kind of loose jangliness and i mean lauren yeah jenny yeah i don't know if you know this oh Mm. what's that but these guitarists, instead of six strings, which is the that's standard, the, that's the standard of strings. Yeah, yeah generally on a guitar, yeah. these uh-huh. guys, they have seven. And I'm I not saying, not and that. and I did Fieldy, not know that. and Fieldy has at least one extra string on his bass. And I'm just saying that it might lend to something I like to call Korn's signature sound. So that's achieved. If, if, so if I'm following this right, and Jenny, back me up if you're having the same trouble I am, that instead of six strings, these guys are rocking seven strings on this guitar, which just sounds like a real fat stock. You know, real you fat got all those st- oh, yeah, real fat this stock. is a real fat stock, baby. You got to have big hands to be in corn. <laughs> you got to. You got yeah, no wimpy wrists around here. These oh. are... No, no, no. They're doing those little hand cruncher exercises with those little things yeah, from the eighties. Hand strengtheners. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, this is incredible news. Jenny, I know you are thrilled to know about this seventh string. I can say this is a real hot one. I, there is one other moment in the song I think we we, we would be remiss not to hear. Matt, if you want to go to one fifty five for the shut up section. You got it, buddy. Here we go. Shut up, 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 shut up
does exactly what it needs to do. Don't overthink it. That's perfect. Perfect. You nailed it. First thought, best thought. Shut up, I'll fuck you up. Yes. Who doesn't disagree with that? Jenny, I know you've had that thought a couple times in your life. Oh, at least a couple. Songmeanings.com. Of course, it's a corn record. Everybody showed up. 63 comments. I have a couple that I thought were pretty good. Heavenly Disturbed has the quote from JD saying, this is a song about waking up and wanting to kill everybody. I have a real problem with people. The thing Mm. I like about Korn would have to be that I can relate to all of their songs, especially right now. And then he says, but I must say Quiff Porn, you know Quiff Porn's around, has a point. Their older stuff was much better music-wise, but Jonathan Davis' writing never gets old. Hmm. interesting take and jenny were there any comments that you no you, were you take it you take it away okay i got one i got i got a couple more because things got really wild. i ended up going deep into these comments we got a comment from deaf monkey 2769 who said i love this song i would be dead or have killed someone unless this song hadn't helped me channel my anger i bleed for corn kayler Thank you, Kaylor. And then Psychotic Penguin said, Anger song, insanity, rising, need to kill. Um, just kidding. But this song just gets me so worked up. I feel like I'm going on an insane rampage, especially when I'm already kind of pissed. And then he quotes from the song, the shut up part. And he says, damn, that song's cool. I get chills around that part. A great anger anthem for any anger management dropout. Woo! The lyrics are kind of wrong here, but no matter. I don't like the animated music video. It makes me feel kind of sick after watching it. But I love the song anyway. But then someone in another comment said that Korn was emo. And he had something to say about that. He says, hmm, Korn, emo? Huh, Used and then he says to the commenter, Deaf Monkey twenty seven sixty nine says, use toothpicks and knitting needles as unique torture weapons first. Then use a garden rake or a lawnmower as a finishing touch. Finally, resort to a meat grinder if he is still breathing. Have this song playing full blast while doing so. And that is how your friends should be taught that corn isn't emo. Joking, I'm not psycho people. I just have a weird sense of slapstick humor. Corn forever, yeah, right now. <sighs> That's a guy well, who loves loves corn yeah uh i will say i have to agree the video is gross this video is takes it to the limit it doesn't hold back easily one of the grossest things we've ever watched for the show i was screaming by the end of it yelling no no and i there was one moment so so jenny in your bet how would you describe this video um, it's like a Spike and Mike twisted animation situation, and it's just some person who keeps doing gross shit. I know that there was more to it than that, but that really is my takeaway. Because <laughs> this is, is just disgusting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, basically this animated video of this guy basically just mutilating his body in a variety of ways. And it does continue to just escalate and escalate and escalate. And I think the moment that made me laugh, yell because of the audacity of it, I think was when he pulled his eyelids out and cut them off. I was just like, wow, really going for it. Really going for it here. 
but it is indeed one of the grossest things ever. Matt, are, are you familiar with this video? I am not. If you don't like gross things, I don't recommend it. But if you if you want to take it to the limit, it's pretty gross. What what I don't sleep. The funniest thing about this video though is that the song is cleaned up. And I was like, why would you put the edited version of this song on top of this video where dude is cutting his body parts off? And, and I mean, the pencil part, that one's tough. I think I was yelling at the pencil part. If you remember that part, Jenny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty gross. But this is indeed a hot open. Was this the first? This wasn't the first single, though. This was what, the second single? Yeah, this is the second single. All right. Okay. Well, I think we're ready. Let's keep it rolling. All right. Uh, Up next, we've got Break Some Off. Jenny, thoughts and break some off. Jonathan definitely seems upset. I'll say that. I like it. it. Definitely, I don't think it matches the hotness of right now, but I like it. It's heavy. No complaints here. What do you think? Uh, I liked that it had a chunky rumble, but it definitely hit me on this one that they're definitely not only going down memory lane in these liner notes, but they are thinking about that production-wise and sound-wise because we're coming off of Untouchables, which sounded, for Korn, huge. They sounded like, like yeah, like let's put us, put us in arenas because we're this monster band. But here they have definitely stripped out the sound and it definitely sounds more spare and the the rumble and the, the clicking of the, the guitars does evoke those first two records a lot, but they sound tighter than they were. Like these these songs, I mean, not to go into spoilers, but none of these songs exceed five minutes. A lot of these songs are like three and change. So, because that was, I think, thinking back 200 plus episodes, one of our big complaints on that first corn record is the songs could get pretty flabby. They'd be like five minutes long. And here, they ain't wasting any time. We're getting to these choruses. We're getting right to it. I thought it was pretty killer. Also, this song has a lot. This this is the fuck. He says fucking it a lot. At one point, he just says it like six, seven times in a row. A lot of fucks in this song. Matt, thoughts on Break Some Off? I, th- I think we get there in the chorus. Um, this is kind of that ethereal Jonathan that kind of, versus wise, this is kind of that like dreamy Jonathan and then he gets to the choruses and then he kind of unleashes a little bit more. Uh, generally not my favorite corn 
of the things that are in their wheelhouse. I'm not super crazy about this, even though this is a Jonathan staple. Very true. Very true. There's only one comment on songmeanings.com that I really think we need to hear from. And it's uh, talking about the fact that a lot of people in the comments are taking issue with whether or not these lyrics are correct. And Take Mine Back came in and said, it's songmeanings.com, not songcorrections.net. Oof. Oh, make that website. <laughs> obliterated. Obliterated. Truly That's a got him. That's the hardcore got him. Hardcore got him. Wow. The bodies are piling up in that comment section. Yes, indeed. Call the morgue. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're calling the morgue, I'm going to call our next song. Up next, we've got Counting on Me. You're a fan of counting on me. Uh-oh. 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 Song three. We're doing this kind of slow boy, introspective, noodly, weird guy. We're in trouble. Wow. Matt. Matt is sounding the alarms on track three jenny do you think is this is this a true alarm or is a false alarm what do you think um i i would have to say i agree with matt this isn't terrible for sure uh i think it sounds great not hating it but i do think i'm used to and i expect a little more hotness so, I mean, fuck it. Sound the alarm. Send help. <laughs> yeah, send help. <laughs> send help. Because this is this is a uh, track eleven or twelve that is in the three spot. We're gonna need we're gonna need the sequence sequencing agency of America to roll in here. Talk about the track sequencing. Um, I can say oh, the SAA. <laughs> the SAA, indeed. Get them in here. Uh, I can say that when I picked this record up, I remember thinking that it, it 
it dipped in places I did not expect it to dip. And that, yeah, this was never one that really hit with me. I will say on this re-listen, I was really struck by the fact that there's a ton of chug going on on this album. Yet this album came out in 2003. And we've listened to a lot of Come Down Records where people are in this very year or years around it are trying to get away from the new metal sound, trying to go to the next step. Maybe they're getting a little more butt. Maybe they're smoothing it out. Maybe they're adding electronic flourishes. They're doing something. They're getting away from the sound. And here, Korn has decided in 2003, let's double down on the original stuff. Let's make... Let's just keep it going. There's no... There's nothing on here that's like Corn's attempt at like butt rock or anything like that. This is Corn being like, no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it. We resist this change, and I found that very interesting considering the context. All right, heard. You you heard message received. There you go. There is a comment we do need to talk about. It's from commenter the Korean twenty nine oh eight says, "Good song." Deserves more comments, at least in my opinion. It's not about his dad. I guess it's about friends or relationships. We do anything and everything for them, but when we truly need them. They're not only not there, but abandon us completely. And be careful of what you say. It's a good song and all, but Monkey and Head are not good guitarists and do not bring back the seven string. Oh, and did not bring back the seven string. So there's apparently some controversy on whether or not Head and Monkey are the first people to put that seventh string on their guitar. That's right. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Con- so then, Psychotic Penguin is back. And you know that dude lives up to his name. He says, hmm, that's your opinion. There you go again with the whole seven string thing. Better to say, I think Monkey and Head aren't good guitarists than they are not good guitarist sorry but stuff like that pisses me off they're good guitarists in my book this song seems like a bad relationship with someone like people have said before and jonathan loves his fans he thanks them at every single concert at the end before the last song that there would be no corn if it wasn't for the fans how sweet Hmm. very true but i mean as far as I know, I mean, I'm just learning about the seventh string today, as you are, Jenny. Yes. And breaking. I, breaking news. And so I can't believe that anyone did it before them. Matt, are you familiar with anyone putting a seventh string on their guitar before Head and Monkey got together? People who put it on and then took it off because they didn't know what to do with it. They were like, "What? I, my little tiny hands can't handle this. I can't do a thing with it. It's like, oops, all berries cereal That's right. but it's That's oops right. all strings guitars oops. oh man you know what's funny though it's a free oops, idea oops all berries i gotta tell you um people people have said it's too much berries and those people they're insane they're crazy it's 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 what you always wanted it's what you always you don't wanted. like the little vanilla bricks get those out of here Mm, I'll take them. I'll take them. Listen, if I want to cut the roof of my mouth, I'll use a knife. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, whoa, whoa. I'll only cut my mouth with cereal. (laughs) (laughs) 
So let's just be clear about that. All right. Why why did I just like make up a weird Al song in my head? Matt, <laughs> it's Matt. been a long week. It's been a long week. If you've got a weird Al song in your head, well, I would do you want to let that it? he could talk about that to Papa Roach's last resort, which was cutting my mouth into pieces. Guys, mm. yeah. it's been a long week. It's been a long week. It has been. It but has been a long week. That that could be doable. I think you got something there, Matt. We'll see you next week, okay? I'll bring the accordion. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. All right. Up next, we've got Here It Comes Again. say you guys revisiting this record it was for me a pleasant surprise i put this thing on in my car and i was like yeah here we go and i put this thing on the stereo in the house this thing sounds good and i think what it is is that they're not innovating but they're giving me corn you know what I mean? Because I feel like after this, Head leaves, and then David leaves, and that middle era, they get they're trying to do other things that I don't necessarily want them to do, and here they're just being corn and giving me the rumble and giving me the chug, giving me the screams, and I was just like, this is, this is I, I really think it's like don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Here here it comes again. What is it? More quality corn. So I was all about this one. Jenny, what'd you think? I liked it. Again, I think I think we're experiencing the same thing and feeling different ways about it. I agree. Don't overthink it. I'm not hating this, but I'm not like particularly moved by anything we've heard yet. There are a couple songs later in the album that uh, I really do like, and of course, I really like the opening track as well. But this stuff, it feels like filler for corn. And if it was a band that we were just listening to, who had like one or two albums, I would be like, "Wow, this is uh, this is more than I would expect." But I think for corn, 
I'm just kind of like, oh, all right. Matt. Yeah, I'm giving you a thumbs up. Um, I think Jenny is getting to a heart of my feelings as well, where I think in a in retrospect, you listen. I will listen to it, obviously, because that's all the only way we can listen to this album now in retrospect and say, it's fine. It's good corn record because it is 100% corn giving us corn. And at the same time, coming off the streak that they just had, this record just kind of feels at this point, yeah, it's corn. Which I don't think any band ever really wants you to say. I mean, it's true. We are coming off of, basically, we, we if you want to track it through, albums one and two, we're setting the stage, we're building the buzz, we're, we're, we're building the fan pace. Album three, event, world beater, star maker. Album four, continue the trend, continue... You know what? What everybody wants from Corn, super hyped. Album five, sales wise, be what they are. Here's here's Corn sounding huge, sounding like a monolith. And now with album six, it's like what's what's the event here? What's the event? We we've run through all of the things. Where are you now? And it's like oh, well, remember our first two records? We're gonna try to do that again. But it's even a little more refined than that, where it's kind of like, God, that last record was supposed to sell a ton. It didn't. Maybe they're missing some of that corn thing that we do. Let's just put a, you know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. you start, it would be as if I started to do Funky Ken right now, because we're expecting this to be a Roach Coach thing. And then it's like, why is he doing that? I mean, it's great. But Love funky because Ken. I'm a genius, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Where we like yeah. would just force things to happen because we know that they are the thing of which we are known. Mm-hmm. Instead point. of like, instead of like, the teams coming together and they're doing. I mean, obviously, I, I would think that right now is probably a song that they had in their pocket because that thing just rips. But we we we've kind of got some good corn songs here, but they're not like whoa, holy shit! Especially coming off of the three record run that they just did. All right, you know it's song four. Those are the decisions that I need to be making. <laughs> Don't give the rest of the nine tracks a chance, Matt. Well, I mean, it is valid to say, though. I mean, yeah, if you're thinking this on track four, you know, like, you know, that's, once again, sounding the alarm. Matt is sounding the sequencing alarm. SAA agents on their way. True. To Break down our them. doors. Resequence the album. Yes. All right. Up next, we've got Deep Inside. Not 
So this is a song where I feel like the the verses outshine the chorus. But these verses, this opening line, I don't think we've ever really talked about like a like a Corin Lyric Hall of Fame. But I feel like starting off a song by saying, I'm not doing great. I feel like I'm dead. <laughs> is like, honestly, I listened to this album this week. Thank you, JT. <laughs> I appreciate the candor. And sometimes I think there is a sense of exhaustion with this record a little bit. And a lot of first thought, best thought, uh, or at least first thought. Um, with some of these song titles but sometimes I felt like that was that was the appeal for me listening to this record is that I felt like I was getting like a real unfiltered Jonathan Davis and I feel like somebody could sit down and talk about the poetic lyrics of a band you know like pulp or blur or something like that and and talk about that but sometimes the bluntness of I'm not doing great I feel like I'm dead is just just like thank you thank you for just cutting through the shit i appreciated it so i thought this I, one was pretty good yeah i get that uh oh jenny what, did, what what did you think of deep inside <laughs> deep inside you know i enjoyed this more than the the previous few songs we've listened to i hear what you're saying about just cutting through the shit in the lyrics and just kind of saying it exactly as you're feeling it i can appreciate that but again i still feel like we're on that train of just like good corn songs and i know i sound disappointed i'm not yeah it's just like not there's there are just so many corn songs that i think really just hit you and are amazing and i'm just not getting that here it feels like they're like we have to be doing this I think there's a reason that this is many of their least favorite album that they did. It doesn't feel like they're enjoying making this record when I'm hearing it. <laughs> like it doesn't sound like anybody. It sounds like we a bunch make of the people corn who record are today. Yeah. Like a bunch of people who are good at their job and they know what they're doing, who just need to show up and punch the clock. Mm, all right. Well, I think it's time. Let's All do right. It. It's finally time. Uh, up next, we've got Did My Time.
Now we're talking. Now we're talking. This one. So I remember hearing this song for the first time. Summer of 03. Which, as I've mentioned before, great summer of my life. I hear this thing. And I'm like, corn? They're back. This right here? That, for one, that intro... I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's kind of tinny. And then that doo-doom, doo-doom came in. I was like, oh, oh, wait, hold on. Everybody, called. it's it's corn. Corn's here. This thing, I love it. It's tremendous. Jenny, you have a little intro info on this track. I do. So this song's based, this is according to Wikipedia. So if you want to fact check me. You could just go right to that wiki. Uh, the song was based around an unfinished idea from Untouchables era. This was a riff that Monkey played a bunch. Producer didn't see the appeal, didn't see the future in the song, but they kept messing around with it. Um, they completed the whole song, caught the attention of one Paramount Pictures, and they wanted to use it in Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. So... The song was released as a single for this record, as you said, Lauren, in summer of 2003, obviously a season before this record came out. Um, but it was only released as a single because of some something in Jonathan's contract. So it couldn't actually be put on the motion picture soundtrack. Same reason that he couldn't put his versions with his vocals of the Queen of the Damned soundtrack song. This contract always screwing things up for him. Contracts. They'll get you. They'll get you. This, this song. I love it. I love it. I think it's one of their best. Jenny thoughts. Uh, I really did like this song quite a bit. I, when I heard it, I was like, here we go. Finally, we're getting back into it a little bit. The video made me laugh a great deal. Lots <sighs> of Angelina Jolie, Tomb Raider. That was like Mitch's uh, childhood slash teenage crush. So every time I see that, it makes me laugh. A lot of Angelina. A lot of, a lot of weird stuff in this vid. We get Jonathan and Angelina screaming at each other at one point, screaming the lyrics to the song together. They're not getting into like an argument or anything <laughs> like that, but I liked it. I thought the video was funny. I, I thought it was a, a real wacky video. For one, did Corin meet Angelina Jolie? And I was like, no, I don't think they did. But then they are screaming at one point. I'm like, maybe, maybe. And th- the thing that really struck me is like, you got Angelina Jolie, who... I would say Summer of 03 is still one of the biggest movie stars in the world at that point. And she and they're like, we want you to be in the new Corn music video for your movie. And we want you to sing along to the lyrics of the song. And she went, yeah, let's do it. Angelina Jolie, either greatest actress in the world, or she was ready and game for this thing. Because she is all in she is given the come hither of come hither looks at the camera every single time she's got it cranked to 11 she's like it's i don't know what it's like that lmfao song sexy and you know it she knew it summer of 03 she knew she knew she was hot stuff beautiful woman indeed what are you gonna do what are you gonna do matt Nas, you big laura croft fan or just a big angelina fan oh buddy you gotta know that i've been playing the remakes 
the new ones. I was a big Laura Croft Tomb Raider fan. Did you see Cradle of Life, though? No. Summer of 03. I saw the shit in the theater. It's pretty bananas. At one point, a guy is melted CGI style. <laughs> I love to hear it. Maybe I'll have to watch it. You might want to check that part That's out. That's enough There's... to sell me on any film, by the way. If somebody's oh, CGI melts, <laughs> yeah. I'll watch it. Dude gets melted, and there's a scene where they jump off of a building and sky surf um, with uh, those winged uh, bodysuits, and then land perfectly at the place they needed to go. Mm. And I remember laughing in the theater. I love it. No problem. I, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I, I had a I had a fun time. With, the, with that second Lara Croft movie. Only watched it once. Um, but did my time. I wrote my notes. This is a classic. I I love it so much. Songmeanings.com. 59 comments. The comment that felt most important to me is from commenter SimpleDre3, who said, Um... The name of the site is called Song Meanings, not who is better than corn and who hates the hardest. Damn. Anywho, I think this song is about him wanting the curse of suffering from negativity to leave. I feel as if he did his time. Cool part of the song is the chorus. He is the one who chose his path, manifestation. And the fact that things didn't go according to how he wanted things to go, it made him upset. I feel the light pulled from me. I feel the anger changing me. That's how I see it. And manifesting things is pretty challenging. Ha ha ha. So true, simple Dre 3. It's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to manifest it. I mean, that's fucking life right there, man. Gotta make it happen. That's right. All right, let's keep it going. All right, up next, we've got Everything I've Known. We'll start with you. Everything I've known. What'd you think? We goof constantly here on this, yeah. on this show. 
on this show. On this show. Uh, About the seven strings of of corn. But this song is... (laughs) Yeah. The classic fucking example of that corn sound. Like, there isn't another band who does that. I can't think of a one. You know what I mean? Like, the riff and the way that it sounds is uniquely their own. And as much as we goof on that, it is to be noted that, yes, they found that thing that makes them have that signature sound. Yeah, and as much as we learned way too much about Fieldy and also that he should not work on his own, this bass. (sighs) When Fieldy's on, he's fucking on. He should keep his hands on the bass and off of women, and then <laughs> and that, we'd be and good. Uh, I mean, this one, this is a, this was, I'd say, uh, you know, I I enjoyed listening to this record, but this was probably the surprise song for me, where I went, oh, okay, I'd kind of forgotten this quality track because I think did my time so incredible that I think it hung as a shadow kind of over the rest of the record and this one i was like this this chorus is real hot and this one i feel like is another one where they didn't overthink it it just gives you all the things you want from corn and i think this one's i think this one's really good jenny i like this one a lot too at this point in the record i'm feeling like we're starting to pick up do some things that are a little bit more interesting and definitely more in they sound this one sounds a little more alive in the corn style. I was nervous at uh counting on me and here it comes again because it just kind of seemed like they were floundering a little bit. It's still doing fine for I mean like it's good. I don't have a problem with it. We're we're being critical at this point. But this one is is drawing me back into the record. The alarm is if we were at red alert, we're, we're, it's changed to yellow, and it looks like we might be in green soon. Ooh, there we go. Jenny, this music video. A very interesting music video. We've got little guys with teeth for faces, guys with eyes for faces. we got pooping boxes. Yep. Poop, poop and butterfly boxes. Uh, we also have a giant dragon skeleton that is singing the song. And this is another situation, uh, much like uh, that, uh, but better, but much like that Mudvayne video where they said, all right, we want an all CGI video. We want our, <laughs> we want our tool video. Yeah. This works out a little bit better. This yeah. one, honestly, I had the most fun. I think this was my favorite video of the four videos for the uh, – for the album because every time it got to that chorus where it's building up and then Jonathan Davis goes into the scream and he's like, oh, no, no, that part. Every time that happens, there are two guys Jenny mentioned who have teeth for faces and the one teeth for face guy is mouthing along with the lyrics. But when they get to the scream part, the other guy sort of pushes him out of the frame to scream that part at the screen at the camera as it were and it made me laugh 
every single time and I started to like look forward to it like is he gonna do it again and he did I think he does it at least three times maybe I had a lot of fun with this one it was it was goofball a little cheap but it, definitely corn had more budget than mudvane had for their video so this one yeah I just had a good old time if you if you, if you have a minute look for that one on YouTube for the teeth guys jockeying for camera time just a lot of fun and yeah, Jenny, I'd forgotten about the pooping boxes. That's, I mean, yeah, I, what this video is about, nothing. Can't be yeah. about a thing. Can't be about the, a thing. The song itself, uh, according to Jonathan Davis, is it's about when you're fighting with your girlfriend and how when you've been together for so long, things can just get shitty. And then the meaning of the song apparently was further explained as somewhat of an emotional reaction to what is believed to be the decline of the music industry, both according to wikipedia so well, there might have been a, a metaphor maybe the the shitting boxes were just like boxes of cds i i don't know probably I mean, it's a little too deep for me maybe well i mean jenny do you think they're gonna talk any further about their feelings in the music industry on this album uh you Is know come up yeah, I think it's going to come up. Okay. All right. Cool. We'll we'll dive into that a little <laughs> further then as we, as we get there. But first, if you've got any young children listening, why? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. But also, definitely get them out of here because this next song is happening. All right. Up next, we've got Play Me featuring Nas. Telling me lies and it's killing me. Why they all want to get rid of me? Everybody's my enemy. Several tribes in the skies, the devil in them. Want to get into my cerebellum, but I'm ready and willing to tell them I can't F with them. Exhale so hard, they got my chest swelling like my dick does. Watching naked women do six stuff on my porn collector on television. Trust nobody. I don't know who to call a friend. They all just pretend to be. Fuck everybody. This is to all of y'all, because everybody's an enemy. Trust nobody. I don't know who to call a friend. They all just pretend to be. Fuck everybody. Listen to all of y'all, because everybody's an enemy. Watching my own back strap with clone to my home is where the tombstone's at. Where the home's at. So, I never read the lyrics to this song before listening to the album for the show. Learned a lot <laughs> about these Nas verses. Oh, boy. So Nas starts out and he's talking about everybody's an enemy, telling me lies, and it's killing me when they all want to get rid of me. And I'm like, okay, those are pretty common themes of a corn song. Also, in rap songs, talking about haters, talking about people coming for you, all this type of stuff. But then we get to the tail end of this thing. Ready and willing to tell them that I can't F with them. Exhale so hard, it got my chest swelling like my dick does when watching naked women do sick stuff on my porn collection on television. I beg your pardon? Is that a brag? One of the most baffling brags I've ever seen in a rap song. 
that is that is the longest, most drawn out way to say I enjoy pornography. I will say that it was sort of a welcome reprieve from the like <laughs> lyrics on this record, which I do appreciate for what they are, but it was kind of like nice to get I whatever I just I was I did appreciate it when I heard it and it's really really funny because well maybe it's not really really funny but it was to me later in this song JD comes in and it's like bare minimum effort first idea best idea from JD here um I have that written down if we want to hear it I I would love to hear it Okay, so Matt, first go to 143. You can take me, you think that you can play me, you're gonna start to hate me, I feel that you've disgraced me, you think that you can take me, you think that you can play me, you're gonna start to hate me, I feel that you've disgraced me, you think that you can take me, you think that you can play me, you're gonna start to hate me, I feel that you've disgraced me. Good shit, good shit, good shit. So Jenny, what was the part that felt very minimum effort to you? Well, not it's not the minimum effort in delivery. It's the minimum effort in lyrical craftsmanship. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I see what you mean. Like, yeah, Nas is over here being like, let me tell you. I'm going to extrapolate into four sentences how I watch pornography. And JD's like, you feel your lies around me and you think you've won. Yes. And the the juxtaposition just made me laugh. This is an interesting song, Lauren. What did you what did you think? It it was very interesting. I remember when the album came out thinking that the combo was very random because I felt like the connection to somebody like Ice Cube on Follow the Leader made sense. I felt like that was like a like a really ob- like it just made sense to me. But Nas is somebody that I'm always going to associate with. I mean, obviously, Omatic is the record, but I mean, I'm I'm going to sort of associate with these sort of street narratives. And, you know, um, I remember I, I, I was a friend of mine in college, uh, this guy named Lamb. He was a big hip hop fan. And he said the thing that he loved about Nas was how you could take a Nas lyric and like close your eyes and listen to Nas describe something and then see it in your mind so clearly. And with this, I was it 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 just it felt like a weird you know, I, I, I don't necessarily think that he's necessarily like riding the beat as strongly. And then on top of that, lyrically, we're then talking about, you know, him jerking off. It's just, it's, it's not what I expect. 
It's not what I expect from the Omatic guy. So, um, you know, I didn't notice that stuff at the time, but I mean, you know, on my listens, it was it was very jarring to notice. Also, it's just a very weird brag. It's like, I don't know how many times you've, I mean, there's a million rap lyrics where they talk about how they got big dicks and their dicks are hard or whatever, but this one, he's literally like, yeah, my my dick when I get hard, jerking off to porn. Specifically like, because yeah. I am watching pornographic movies. He's, he's on not like that. I'm not about to hook up with From my body. collection. By the yeah. way, I have a pornography collection that I'm <laughs> yeah. quite fond of. He's got it all ordered, color co- collated, walk into his house, touch those DVDs, and- at your, Which at I your... don't understand because I watch a scene once and I'm done forever with it. Wow, Matt, one and done. You're like I've seen it. Old news, new Old scene. Old news. <laughs> Next. Next. Wow. 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 Well, there, there you have it. Learning a lot about you tonight, Matt. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm an open book tonight. There you it's go. It's been a weird ass week. <laughs> it's been a weird ass. <laughs> it has. Uh, so literally has been. Yeah, it I'll was, tell you what. Yeah. I watch one scene and I'm like, "Is this what porn is like?" <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't, oh my god! Whoa! Ooh. What? No, that's okay. I'll go for the pillow. I'll go. I don't like this. No, I'll. <laughs> I like that. I talked over hump a pillow. Uh, that's I all mean, right. So, so real Jenny, ones be- will have heard. Real ones real will have ones heard. Know. <laughs> real ones know the uh, story. Uh, so, I mean, so Jenny, you're you're always watching. Just like, <laughs> do they know each other? This seems like it's moving way too fast. I don't think that's her landlord. <laughs> like, why would let me she? Just say, why let would me just say that, that if they, <laughs> all I'm saying is she's not stuck. Okay, <laughs> she could easily back out of that. Yeah. I don't. I think this job interview. It, I think this is not going to work out. This all I'm of saying is, if that is her stepbrother, they're both going to need therapy in the future. <laughs> Absolutely, they're going to have to still live in the same house after this happens. Yeah, they're going to have to deal. This is going to be really bad for both of them. Absolutely, those grannies are busty. <laughs> <laughs> At least we can find some truth here. <laughs> um uh i think that's the that's the perfect segue into our next song (laughs) all right up next we've got alive
if I may read from my notes, clunk, chug, rumble, <laughs> feel it in your guts. <laughs> so this sounds like a first album song to me. This sounds like they went back and listened to album one and they were like, let's make a song that sounds just like this. But that chorus is a big deflation. I've never been on board for this chorus. Back in the day, even now, it's just, it feels like we're building with that alive chant. And then it, I don't know, it goes into this sort of like half step and it just feels almost like this is the chorus. This is it. This is what you got for me. I'm going to, I'm going to have to say, no, thank you. Jenny. Are you going to sound the alarm? I Yes. I got to sound this. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Sequencing wise, I'd say, get it out of here. Oh, wow. Get it, get Whoa. It, get it. Can we get this out of here? Go from 13 to 12, please. Excuse me. If you follow the list provided in Kerrang, 12 songs is fine. 13 plus we haven't even talked about the fact that there are actually 14 songs on this album. Secret track. It's coming. Secret track ain't on streaming. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. Wait, the... The Metallica song? I don't think so. Oh. Well. Surprises on top of surprises. <laughs> well, we'll get there when we get there, you guys. Jeez, this week has just... <laughs> it's been Je- really hard. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Jenny, what did you think of Alive? I thought it was alright. I thought it sounded like a classic, classic corn song. Put it on any record... I agree that the chorus isn't great, but like you were saying, like the the chug, the clunk, it's all there. It's all there. It's all whole, there, Matt. Whole oh, game. Matt. Got the chug. Got the clunk. Don't have the chorus. We've just got a good a good corn song. That's pretty good. Okay. Songmeanings.com. I have not really dived into the level of bedlam that is going on in these comments, but rest assured, like any good corn album, the comment section is bedlam. Just to give you an idea, this is the top rated comment for this song. It's got four upvotes. Do you want to read this one, Jenny? Sure. Uh, The top comment is bottled, it's from commenter bottled up inside. And it says, no one has posted a meaning yet. This isn't a fucking chat site. <laughs> wow. 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 Vicious. So, some other people did roll in with some comments about it. Commenter Silas And said, I only just heard the song a couple days ago, and I think it's fucking great. So there you go. And then Jenny, your boy Muzzy is back. Oh no. I didn't see that. Is it safe? It's safe. Muzzy says this song is awesome. It should have been on the album instead of Need To. This is back when these guys were actually good. So he's sounding the SAA alarm and he's saying redo the sequencing on the first album and put this song on it instead of (laughs) Need To. Whoa, Muzzy. 
you're back with a vengeance with this hot take. Wow. Wow. Redoing the sequencing on the first Corn album? As if people couldn't be more upset. Careful, Muzzy. That's all I'll tell you. Yeah. Careful. Learn from us. Careful. Truly. Truly. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, ready to, I'm ready for this next song, Jenny. All right. I just want to tell you I hate this song title. It sounds so <laughs> awkward to me, but uh, the next song is called Let's Do This Now. <laughs> let's do let's do this now. Let's, let's do, this, do now. this now. In a far-fledged village in central Ireland, there lives one man. Paramount Pictures is proud to present the Lonely Bagpipes. That's uh, Scottish, Scottish, sorry. In this lonely Scottish town, one man with a pair of bagpipes, one bassist with six strings, two guitarists with seven strings, and a hunk named David go together to perform what can only be called the signature sound of horn. To to I'm gonna go there. So this song, song title aside, which I do agree, I, I would honestly say song title wise, this is to date the worst song titles Corn's <laughs> ever done. These are bare minimum. I mean, let's just recap real quick. Right now, break some off, counting on me, here it comes again, deep inside, did my time, everything I've known, play me, alive, let's do this now. It, it does feel, I mean, we're talking about a band that used to give us such classic names as Freak on a Leash, Make Me Bad, great song title. I don't know, they just feel less inspired. Feel like they could be song titles on a Godsmack album or something. I know. That's true. Hot take. The use of the bagpipes on this song, organic or obligatory? We'll start with you, Jenny. Mm, well, Untouchables is the only corn album that doesn't feature bagpipes. Is that correct? I think that's true. I, you know, I don't know if there's any bagpipes on the dubstep album. Hmm. And I actually don't know if there's any bagpipes on the nothing. It didn't feel weird to me to hear bagpipes on this record. It happens, and I went, okay, sure, they're going to do the bagpipes again. Didn't really throw me too much, but it it is that thing of, when it happened, I went, of course, there's bagpipes. Like, of course, they decided to do the bagpipes. But this chorus, this is, 
is this the most angry, viscerally angry corn chorus? It feels like it is. Break you now, mercy I can't allow I cannot allow. Through your face, my fist will plow, watching as your blood pours down. Let's do this now. It's pretty visceral. Matt, thoughts. I hear the bagpipes and I think in my head, uh, yeah, of course. So I guess they're obligatory, but they're not unwelcome. Mm, good point. Oh, yeah, of course we're going to get some some bagpipes. Love this chorus. Ooh, yeah. Love this chorus. And it's got that loose clunk of earlier corn. You know, the early it's less polished than some of the other songs on this album. I guess it's because that beginning is hyper-produced. <laughs> that they decide just to like, let's juxtapose it with it sounding like we're throwing our instruments down the stairs again. You know what? It's funny when you get to a point where you're just like, I wish this band was back in the back in the style of, of where it sounded like they were playing while well yeah, while falling. Yeah, down an escalator. It'd be really great. <laughs> we could just get that sound again. Can we get corn in a mine shaft, please? Yeah, we'll oh, love thank it. you very much. Please and thank you. Jenny, I know you hate the song title, but what did you think of the song? I actually really enjoyed the song quite a bit. So, there you go. There you go. Sometimes, you know what? Sometimes you take the good with the bad. You're like, hey, listen. Terrible song title, but what a song songmeanings.com got some wild comments meekster had this to say best song ever listening to it makes me think of just waiting for someone to push you too far then letting full loose on them which is what i plan on doing very well soon this song is perfect for this feeling all right did meekster actually beat somebody up no way jenny I don't think so. All right. Because he says very well soon. And that sounds like fighting words to me. (laughs) Oh, this could very well soon be the thing that crosses my line to fisticuffs. Very well soon you will face my fury. Oh, this thrashing will be coming your way very well soon. Very well soon. Don't you gaddy about town. Oh, you would you think you can beat me, but I'll tell you when I get a ride. Oh, when I get a ride to your house very well soon. Trouble awaits. Every interaction between every dude I went to high school with and many dudes now, just not Pretty Madam. Do you find yourself in ill spirits? (laughs) God. Very well soon we may date no we may not <laughs> uh, perchance milady. I could es- my milady perchance i could escort you to the brewery no 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 perhaps we could uh, share a, a micro brew oh boy or sorry i don't drink a malted a chocolate malted i don't drink any liquids actually sorry i won't be able to do that Oh, how about a personal pan pizza? Because oh. it does seem you, by the way, you're going out with both of us. Right. Uh, uh, we're, we're a package person. deal. <laughs> we're a package deal. 
Right. Yeah. A, a We're a the Fop Twins. Maybe you've heard of us. <laughs> you the, maybe have heard the, of us. The Whomst. We're, We're the, the Fop Twins. Fop Twins. Yes. Oh wow. Well. Um, you know how getting... most babies are born when they uh, are pulled out of their mother's womb. We flopped or fopped out of the womb. Right, and then I wo- I put on an ascot immediately. I put on this top hat, which was too big for my little baby head, but I've since grown into it. I see that. Well, I have to go. Mystery comes to us for fashion advice. Okay. <laughs> Indeed, he does. Oh, she's gone away. Well, she seems to be floating away. <laughs> oh, she's flying into the sky. Oh, well, back to the-, the ether, me lady. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, that is a really nice Stetson hat, my friend. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. And we, and we float away. <laughs> and we float away, too. <laughs> wow. Wow. I meant fedora, but I, I couldn't think of it at the time, so I said Stetson. It's it's okay. I think those, I think everyone would agree, two of our best characters. <laughs> oh, the Fop Twins? Yes. Fop Twins. Love those guys. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> Look, I love them, too. Oh, oh. This, next, uh, this next song title is what Jenny's feeling. That's right. That's right. Not, not with the two of you, just with the them week. twins. The, the twins. twins. Not you two. This week. I am done with this week. The twins, the week. I'm done. That's the song title. So, do you guys think that this album was always thought of as a return to the roots type of record? Because as I said, like liner notes and everything, the whole vibe on this is is like a looking back, evoking the the, the in, if you open up the digipack, you have um to so the front cover of this album is um just a a very fancy mirror, but like beaten up and old. Reminds me honestly of um Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom because there's like some I don't know, goblets and stuff there. Not Temple of Doom, Less Crusade, when they go and find the chalices and stuff. R.I.P. Sean Connery. Then you open it up and you've got the band peering into a mirror and it's, you know, 2003 corn. But then on the opposite side is 1994 corn, like looking back. So we've created this narrative of like looking back, reflecting on where, how far they've gone. Do you think though that was the thought process when writing these songs or do you think that was like 
after everything was done and they were like oh yeah i guess it did work out that way like somebody listened to him was like oh this is reminds me of album one this album reminds you of life is peachy what what do you guys think well i would be surprised if 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 i would be surprised if that was the intent i understand what you're saying that it is like look in the mirror taking a look at themselves i mean that motif works but I don't it I don't know if it holds up. I don't know. I, I mean don't know. so I mean at this point, so this record is basically I mean, they've been a band for at least ten years at this point. And first corn records ninety four. So they, you know, they'd formed it you know, by ninety three. So they've been a band for a decade. So I could definitely see like the sort of reflection in that regard. I'm just trying to think of other bands 10 years in, six albums deep, and I guess how that how that compares. Is there a comparison? You know, I mean, I was thinking about it, there's a lot of bands that don't even really like get Make to it six. That far. Or yeah. when they do get to six, they still aren't, I mean, they still aren't relevant in any particular way. Jenny, what do you think? Well, I feel like this was a an after the fact sort of piecing it together situation and I say that only because like at the time that this album was written and coming out it was like a methy time a very druggy time there was a lot of like personal drama happening it seems like they were all reeling off of the relative like drop in commercial success with untouchables they're on the road all the time this is the come down of new metal like as we know now but at the time i think there was like a lot of flailing and like un like i don't think oh, that shit what are we gonna do <laughs> yeah so to me i don't think that there was like a lot of intention and introspection like behind this i think maybe that came together later but be, like they them saying that like this felt rushed knowing now the context of like all of the like interpersonal and like substance abuse stuff that's going on with this band at this time because they're kind of falling apart at this point right yes 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 you know like this is, is jonathan davis clean or is he at his he's about to hit bottom and 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 clean up no he's been he's been clean since issues because he got okay. clean yeah he got clean because the issues is all about the fact that he got clean so he got clean after follow the leader and that was his like last hurrah but then everybody else kept going and then it was basically like head leaves after this because he's deep into drugs and things are really bad for him you know what's going on with Fieldy. <laughs> and I know Monkey has said that he was pretty deep into alcohol um, at the time and for a while um, before he eventually got out of that. So, yeah, they're all in, like, a a rough state, definitely going into this. I mean, we, get, we should talk about it. We haven't really talked about it. So there is the bonus DVD that came with this. It has an unusual collection of half-hour of visuals you get uh, a super cut of every music video they've made up to that point so that's a nice trip down memory lane 
then you get an alternate version of a right now video which is basically sort of shot like a rob zombie horror movie as it reminded me of which but was mainly just a, a teen kid like cowering in his kitchen i I can't believe I'm saying this, but I prefer the animated video that made me squeamish. And then you get what honestly felt like an endless 15 minutes of corn dicking around. Jenny, Jenny, thoughts on that section? Thoughts on all of it. Thoughts on all of it. Well, I enjoyed the super cut of videos. I mean, it was nice. It was like a nice stroll down memory lane, made me nostalgic for some things. As I texted you... Lauren, it did remind me of Jonathan Davis's bandana phase. What a phase. What a choice. appreciated. Always love um, the bandana phase. The 15 or so minutes that was just them goofing around. I hate to say it, but it comes back to something we've talked about several times on this show. When these dudes in bands try to be funny, <laughs> it... Gifts. Not everybody can have all the gifts. Not everybody can be triple threat. You know, uh, there's a lot of joking about eating peanuts, saying I love salty nuts. Um, yep. There's oh, you, you gotta love it. There's a whole joke, I guess, about having sex with a stuffed lamb. That goes on. I feel like. I checked. The, it says on the back of this CD, it says that it's approximate running time, 30 minutes. That felt endless. I couldn't believe how long had pretended 20 to minutes hump. are dedicated to every, the corn bit of humping a, a sheep. Every time I thought it was done, he went and did another one. And then people would walk in and he'd seem like a little embarrassed. And then he'd do it again. And I was like, I can see. Things were rough. <laughs> Things yeah. were rough. There is a whole section because like it's all broken out into sections that have like little titles with them. And there's a section called Whose Camera Is This? Oh, and it's oh. just them sitting around a table and Fieldy picks up a camera and goes, whose camera is this? And like takes some like one or two random pictures and then puts it down. You're missing a key part. He well, does he take a, a picture of his... He takes a picture of his dick, and then he pulls his pants down and takes a picture of his butt. And I think you hear Head go, oh, no. And then he's like, yeah. And they're like, whose camera is this? And I was like, no one's going to develop those, even if you tell them whose it is. It's pretty much not adding any value how would you For rate me. it against here's the here here the litmus test how would you rate it against wayne static slowly driving <laughs> uh, a dune buggy over rocks i would rather watch that whoa i will say i did find it sort of interesting to see jonathan davis do vocal warm-ups that was kind of interesting that might have been my favorite part because otherwise yeah it was yeah i'd say no added value it's really, and look, I know I'm walking right into it saying this, but watching like specifically unfunny band dudes try to be funny is one of the most painful things 
I know that like probably not everybody who listens to this thinks we're funny. Like, don't call guys in corn not funny, but it's just this super specific non-funny humor that they that, fucking that love. only really works because with them because they're trapped together and they can't escape each other. So eventually, the stupidest thing becomes the funniest thing to them. It did feel like they loved this. Like, they were like this, oh, what a moment. I mean, there's. A, I think there's a part where, like, he- Monkey just keeps walking by the camera and saying hello, like, forever. That's the thing. It's a long 15 minutes. Like, every section, you're just like, we, we got to This is interminable. The, uh, yeah. It was, it was really something. But, um, I mean, that's kind of what happens when you try to explain an in-joke to somebody. Yeah. It's like... It truly is you had to be there. And just because I am here now doesn't mean that I will get this at all. But there is a certain level of because I do this thing that works really well, a.k.a. I'm in a band that can move 20,000 people at once, this bit should also translate. And it's like, no, no, it doesn't. Mm. Not really. Not really. All right, Jenny, you've been quick waiting. Quick cue. Oh, quick Matt, cue. Matt. How respectful of our time is this album? So this album comes in at 56 minutes and 43 seconds. That does include uh, a sizable pause after the last official track on the record called When Will This End? Uh, it's, a, it's a cover of Metallica's One. Um but that is not on streaming and i didn't listen to it okay but this album actually is 56 minutes and 43 seconds long a bit shorter if you're listening on streaming i failed you i failed you and i'm so sorry it's okay jenny no one in the world would not disagree that it's been a week okay (laughs) look i will never forgive myself for this heinous <laughs> oh, crime no. against the podcast oh no 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 let's let's but let's get to this song that i know like through this whole week you've been like i just gotta get to recording day so i can listen to and then talk about this song with the guys this is the song i was most looking forward to talking about uh and it's called y'all want a single oh yeah baby Y'all wanna single say fuck that, that, fuck that. Y'all wanna single say fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Y'all wanna single say fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Y'all wanna single say fuck that.
it's time to stop the day. I think it's time to pay for everything you make me say. Y'all want a single say fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Y'all want a single say fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. I mean, Matt, we'll start with you. Is this the best corn song? I was going to ask, <laughs> is this the best corn song? <laughs> now, I get it. I fucking get it. You come in on record one, you hear blind, and we know. It's my number one. Like, it's new metal number one right it is an undeniable classic yes but this song is so stupid <laughs> but so perfect in its stupidity like fully in on it fully aware of it Doing everything, like literally making a pop song, taking the piss out of pop songs, and still being a corn song. It's a, I love this song. Wow. There we go. Wow. Well, Jenny, y'all want a single? Thoughts? (laughs) I agree. This song is dumb. Uh, It's very fun to listen to. It's very catchy. I think I didn't have many thoughts outside of that other than it was just like a funny, I don't know. It's like a real Sarah Barry Alice situation with like love song. You know, it's all about how you want a love song and she's not going to write it for you. Huge, huge hit. Oh, this. <sighs> This video, Lauren, I'm just going to get right to it. I changed when I saw the video. (laughs) So the video for this is all of the members of Korn basically go into like a Sam Goody, it looks like, and just start absolutely destroying it. And while that's happening, there are these facts about the music industry that like like three corporations own 59% of the airwaves. Is that okay? And it's this really like the music industry is fucked up. Sheeple like songs get to the hook within 20 seconds. Most songs are only three and a half minutes. And it's like all this like really like conspiratorial shit. And I'm, it's not conspiratorial. Okay. But like, I don't know. It feels like somebody who has been like benefit benefiting from and perpetuating a system being like, this system is fucked. And it's like, you are complaining about pop songs, but being on TRL for a super long time bought you your house, dude. (laughs) Like, (laughs) It's not that, like, you can't complain about the system that you're within or whatever, and I get the frustration, but it almost feels like your album sales dropped and now you decided that, like, you're going to have this, The record labels are the enemy. 
Right. And whether or not that's true, I mean, obviously, Lauren, you said they kind of went after the wrong target in this video. And I, and I would I'd agree. say they did. But it's just like really, really, really hard for me to take seriously, given the level of access and fame and wealth that they accrued within that very system. And there was a piece of it that said like the record label wanted us to change this video and we didn't. And I'm like, yeah, because you're like one of the biggest bands in the fucking world. So you said, we're not going to do that. And they were like, fine. You know, like I, there was just something about it that I felt like was, I don't know. The video just really bothered me. It was just like this really huge gap in self-awareness, in my opinion. Um, obviously, I have very strong feelings about it. Uh, what did you think, Lauren? It def it definitely feels weird because it's it is that thing of like even though this is corn, yeah, like they're coming down. It's the come down era. They are not the band they they you know popularity wise that they once were, but they are still corn. They are still a big band. And it, it feels very weird that they are, for one, destroying a record shop. Like, that just doesn't make any... Like, that part of the metaphor still doesn't make any sense to me. Because they're basically saying, like, like everything's crap. Everything's crap? Every, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's such a broad brush. And the other thing, though, is that these guys are singles machines. Like, every album has... I mean, every album, I, I would say that some of the albums didn't use enough of the potential singles. There's only what, like two singles? There's only two videos off of um, Follow the Leader, Got the Life, and uh, Freaking a Leash. And then they moved on to the next record. They could have they pulled some more singles off of that. These guys know how to write a chorus. I mean, how many hot choruses are on Untouchables? It's crazy. These guys know how to write choruses to this day. Go. There are incredible pop choruses on Serenity of Suffering and The Nothing. So this struck me as really weird because they knew th this is what they do. And and so the idea of them, th somebody coming to them and be like, we want a single. Like, yeah, you got this. This album alone has, I mean, this was single, what, number three? I mean, right now in yes. Did My Time? Hello, I hear did my time. I hear money in the bank. Frankly, uh, so yeah, I I don't know. This this is a weird. I I I think it's yeah. I think it's just that yeah. They they saw. I feel like they just saw like a dip in their income, and they were like, wait a minute, wait a wait a where's, second. Where's the where's the money going? Where's the money going? There's only one person who could be responsible for this, and it's the entire industry. And also, Britney Spears. Oh yeah, they, and they just perhaps put her... the most 2003 thing ever. They came for Britney. Yeah, they threw major shade Britney's way. I, yeah, and also though the other fun thing is funny though. This is the same year as Cold Year of the Spider, which ends with Kill the Music Industry. So everybody was just. I think what you're really seeing is just you know file sharing starting to come. Oh, there's a line in there. How? What makes Do a song? Do you download music? Oh, what's the line? Is this what makes a song ninety? What makes a song worth ninety nine cents? Which is clearly like an iTunes 
uh, diss, but how little did they know that it would eventually be worth even less? You know, how much is a an artist getting paid on Spotify? Half a penny or something per stream. So they didn't know how good they had it. Nobody knew. Getting paid a pity. Getting paid a pity. Someone on songmeetings.com pointed out that the F word is said 95 times in this song. Wow. All right. Well, we've got one official track left. It's called When Will This End? <laughs> the band had to say about this album in retrospect this song title does feel a little on the nose about how everybody was doing and sort of forced in to make this record and then it's like when are we going to be done when are we going to be done that said this does evoke the first album in a lot of ways stripped down got those clicks and rumbles going on but that was pretty solid jenny I thought it was all right. It took me back to the feelings I was having, like tracks two through four, just sort of like, all right, these are good corn songs, but nothing really like stood out or it didn't even feel particularly like a send off to me. The title made me laugh because I was just like, hmm, I I get the message there. But yeah, that's where I am with it. Matt? <sighs> so at at the end of this run... This song definitely feels like a last song on the on the album. Um, again, absolutely sounds like a corn song. Isn't necessarily breathing new life into the corn formula. It feels like they're staying tried and true. Let's let's uh, try to give the people what they want this time. And uh, the song is pretty good. Again, none of these are bad songs. Like, I'm not listening to any of these and being like, woof, except maybe I think I woofed one or two. But tracks three and four, I want to say. But other than that, I mean, we're talking about a good song. Yeah. Not bad at all. 
Not bad at all. And so that officially... Oh, Matt. I wish I could write an album this good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know what? If I had a take a look in the mirror under my belt, I... Yeah. I would feel pretty good about myself. I'd feel really good. I'd be like, break me off some? Yeah. I wrote that song. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do this now? I mean, I'm not proud of that song title, but I wrote it. That's me, baby. That's me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so Matt, do you have uh, do you have the secret track of the Metallica cover of one? I don't. I'm sure I can find it. I mean, I, all right. I don't so weird. Yeah. So on on Apple Music, not to to you know turn this into an ad, but Apple Music did have the whole thing. Wow. Well, not Spotify. Wow. It's a live cover. Yes, it's from the MTV Icon Show. Oh, hello. I always love this opening guitar part. I like how it builds. And this song is also forever long, so if there's a part you want me to get to. Uh, I mean, it's it's honestly it's it's Metallica doing one. Oh not Metallica, Korn doing one. It's um The thing that I I found out in the comments on songmeetings.com is one, uh, all the guys think that head and monkey can't keep up and they also point out that the song ends before it gets to the solo so i mean i thought it was all right i thought it was good and near the end jonathan davis is like get up and everybody gets kind of amped so i thought it was fine and i guess they do this I one mean, they let fieldy have all the fret rattle in the world <sighs> you know what they were just the whole thing is like we're gonna do corn's tribute to Metallica. to Metallica, we're still you still want to sound like you when you do the, your tribute. So yeah, um, Jenny, you did not listen to the song. If you had, what do you think you would have said? I'm gonna guess I would have said, "That's all right." <laughs> <laughs> that I think you know what, Matt. I think you agree that checks out. That that definitely passes my sniff test. There we go. <laughs> uh, you want to pass the Matt sniff test? Right. I'm like, yeah, that Jenny would say that. Jenny would yep. say that. Just saying yeah. non-committal, it was all right. That's the hot <laughs> take that listeners have been coming oh, back. Oh, we've come to expect. Four coming years. Years and years. They're like, she better say that song's all right. She did. <laughs> That's the album. Let's take a look in the mirror by Corn. It is now the part of the show where we talk about canon talk. Jenny, I would love to start with you. All right. Well, I would say overall, I enjoyed this record. I thought it was pretty good. For the canon, 
The only thing I, I think I'd put in the canon is probably right now. Maybe y'all want a single. I definitely put the y'all want a single video in the junk drawer. But I think those are really the only things that stood out for me for the canon. We got a lot of corn in there that is truly great. And this record missed it a little bit for me. And I don't feel bad saying that because the members of the band agree with me. So there. You're in the clear. I'm in the clear. What did you think, Lauren? You know, I had a I had a, a pleasant time with this record. It was a pleasant surprise going back to it because I had always thought of it on my listens as basically the record that had right now and did my time on it. And then everything else was just varying levels. But I thought it was honestly better on my re-listen than, than I had remembered. And I had uh, listened to all the Korn albums uh, about a year or two ago when I did the discography discussion episode of corn in which i had to listen to the entire corn discography in like two days which i do not recommend easy peasy <laughs> oh yeah easy peasy yeah no you come Don't. out of that unscathed oh mentally yeah excited <laughs> i was in a great place when i was done with that uh and i i will say that this is a record that i think in retrospect plays better like after you've gone through the whole discography that you realize this one's honestly on the higher end i think um the one thing that was interesting is going through and reading the reviews for this album at the time and being knocked out of my chair by this rolling stone review you are not ready for this rolling stone review okay first of all they gave this record three and a half out of four so for context whoa that's high for, for context uh they gave follow the leader four stars Issues and Untouchables, three stars. Okay. This is by reviewer Robert Cherry. He says, New metal is dead, but corn remain. Stronger than ever trends have shifted away from these new metal pioneers, snuffing the careers of many of their countless clones. In response, corn have circled the wagons and self-produced their best album to date refining the formula to a black cancer marmalade of corrosive riffs, fist-flying rhythms, gothic carnival atmospheres, and toxic vocals. Shut up, I'll fuck you up, goes a typical no time for subtly sing-along. When not howling like a werewolf caught in a cyclone, Jonathan Davis manages some surprisingly haunted verses and even squeezes out a plaintive bagpipe solo. Davis hasn't traded self-pity for self-reflection, but he is screaming, fuck you, with greater precision. Rolling Stone said this was their best album to date. That's a take? That's a take. That is a take. So for me, for this record, I I had a much better time, as I said. Um, I don't know... (laughs) I, I see where you're coming from. I'm putting the y'all want a single video in the junk drawer. For me, I would put the everything I've known video in the junk drawer. That would be my pick. But I feel like right now and did my time, I have to go in the canon. Did my time is one of the best corn songs of all time. That is my argument. So that's where I stand. Okay. Matt Nas. What a delight to hear our boys in corn, but also. What a alarm fright. is on. <laughs> What's that? I said, what a fright. But also, what a fright. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
chilled me. What a delight. But what a fright. Chilled me to the bone. Right now, 100%. That's a slam dunk. Did my time. Wonderful. I have no problem with that. I would not put the whole record in. I think I need to say that. I think this plays like a good corn record, not an exemplary corn record. I think we already have those in the canon. So they don't go three, four, they don't get their fourth in a row, right? Because we put Untouchables in, Issues in, and Follow the Leader in. Correct. So they they don't get the fourth one in. Um, I'm going to make a small push for Y'all Want a Single. Um, just because it's corn at their most zany. <laughs> uh, uh, the video, it does make uh, the the song a lot less fun though i will admit that the video kind of taints the song but i saw these guys live and when they do y'all want a single that place went buck wild oh people were like yes us me you asking me right now corn fan yeah do you want to scream fuck that 96 (sighs) times with me please and thank you plus if you've got those Got those fries? It's over. On the hill with a breeze? You gotta have the fries. You gotta have the fries. Oh my a god. A big Oberon, a team fry, cool breeze. Y'all want a single plane and you're telling me it's not in the canon? <laughs> wow. Ma- wow. Wow. I mean, that that ma- experience ma- should be in the canon. <laughs> Put that experience <laughs> in. I'm good. I'm good. That those sentences right there. <laughs> A can wow. of Oberon, a team fries, a cool breeze, and y'all want a single playing in the cannon. <laughs> wow, Matt Matt makes a strong argument for a very particular experience. <laughs> um I, I gotta say, so so Jenny, what is the what do you think of that pitch of right now, did my time, y'all want a single? I'm good with it. All right, and then it did occur to me you can have more than one. I mean, honestly, I think you could probably well, you could probably put all four of these fucking videos in the junk drawer because they're all they're all. I mean, I don't love any of these videos, but they're they're all wild in their own ways. You know, I mean, it's kind of nuts to watch. I watched all four of these videos in a row. And it's kind of insane that they all came from the same album. Like, there's like, like there have a lot of albums. It tends to be a thing nowadays where there's like a a consistent visual palette between all the singles that connect. I think, I think Fall Out Boy did a thing where like all of their videos like formed like a movie or something like that recently. And I think other bands have done it, but there is no visual consistency with any of these videos. No, there's not. And it's it's jarring i mean body torture to wrecking a record store to you know video game cutscenes to cgi smoke and angelina jolie at peak hotness i mean it's all over the place what do you what do you think jenny where, where, where are we landing i guess for me i i'm not gonna like fight for any of these videos but I'd be fine with putting everything I've known and y'all want a single in the junk drawer, those videos. All right. And then song-wise, we'll put right now, did my time, and y'all want a single in the canon? 
Yes. Love it. There it is. Corn, you're back in the cannon. Welcome. Welcome. And, and listen, you guys, I know you're hard on this record, but you got some good tunes. You did it. And and you know what? I looked up over on setlist.fm tells you the most played corn songs live. Number one, of course, Blind. 1,585 times. But down at 13, tied at 490 performances, did my time, and y'all won a single. There you go. There you go. There you go. Oberon, Team Fries, Cool Breeze, y'all want a single? That's an experience. That's an experience. That's an experience. Let me tell you, get that vaccine going, you guys. All right, putting that and out. also buy this new T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you, because let me tell you, if we get because Corn was supposed to do a tour with Faith No More, don't forget about that. Mm. That still has to happen. Let's hope it happens, so we can have that y'all want a single experience. And on that, I don't know, somber note? I don't know what note that was. (laughs) That's another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Send your recs. Send your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. I want to say, we read them all. If we don't respond to everything, it's only because there's a lot going on in the world. But do not worry. We read everything, and we appreciate everything. Until next time. Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Matt. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Realized I can never win sometimes Feel like I have failed inside Where do I